time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. This is the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller. He's a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find us online, as always, at greensbororetirement.com. We've got a great show for you today as we're going to be talking about how retirement planning is about more than just investments. It's about more than just the dollars in many cases. There are a lot of different things that go into your financial plan versus just you know picking stocks or picking investments. And I think the key question, Glenn, that we want people to ask themselves throughout the podcast today is, is your advisor helping you navigate all of these essential areas? And if not, is that a red flag, and should that be something that you think about and consider further? And so that's going to be part of the big conversation today. One first example, if your advisor has not talked to you about Social Security, that's a problem. Glenn, why is retirement planning more than just investments when it comes to things like Social Security? Well, Walter, I mean, when you start thinking about retirement planning, you have to start thinking about income planning. I mean, they go kind of hand in glove. And certainly, you know, for the vast majority of people, Social Security is going to play, you know, a relatively big role. For most people, you know, it can be anywhere from maybe a third of their income to maybe half of their income. And some folks, it's even more than that. But you have to start thinking about, you know, when are you going to take it? How much is the check going to be? How much do you need to pay your bills? You know, should you delay? You know, if you delay, then the checks are bigger. There's going to be fewer of those checks, but the cash flow on a monthly basis will be greater. There's also different tax strategies because Social Security is just a different item in the tax code. It doesn't act like anything else that's out there. You know, it has a scenario where depending upon how much other income you have is the determining factor as to whether or not your Social Security benefits become subject to taxation. So, you know, as you start thinking about when and how to start turning on different income streams, whether it be Social Security or money from retirement accounts, they don't act independently, or at least they shouldn't. They should be looked at as a holistic picture. So if you start with one thing, you know, what do you do next and, and how does it all fit together? Because you want to be as efficient as you can be with those resources. And so not every single dollar that comes in is going to be treated the same way in the tax code. And you want to make sure that you hold on to as many of those dollars as you possibly can. And sometimes the strategies might surprise you as to what's going to be the most efficient way to do it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Social Security is going to be one of those conversations where you can get so in-depth with it, when to start it, how to handle spousal options, tax strategies. There's just so much to kind of unpack there, isn't there? Oh, Walter, it is. It's a very, very large piece of the puzzle. When you start looking at Social Security, benefits are not inherently taxable, but they become subject to the taxation depending upon how much other income you have. You know, a lot of times I've seen cases where folks come in, you know, for the first time, they're already taking their Social Security check, you know, and and they might be, you know, 66, 67, 68, and, you know, everything is going well. They've got retirement accounts and they haven't started taking money out, but they know it's 70 and a half. They're going to have to start taking those required minimum distributions. And there's been cases where I sit down with folks and I say, okay, you know, let's look at your tax return. And at that point, they're not paying any taxes on their Social Security at all. And then you look at the balance that's in their retirement accounts and I say, okay, well, you know, your required minimum distributions are going to be this much. And so then that's going to cause a scenario where your overall income is going to be here. And when we start looking at what is that going to do to your Social Security, that's going to cause, you know, your Social Security to start getting taxed, possibly even taxed quite a bit. And oftentimes they're just taken aback. It's like, well, I had no idea. 
And it's a big challenge and it's a big thing that you really need to look at going forward because ultimately, depending upon how much other income you have, you might have you know upwards of 85% of your Social Security benefits being subject to taxation, whereas if you do some different planning, you might be able to receive all of those dollars tax-free in a lot of cases, just because you rearranged the deck chair, so to speak, and how you figured out when you were going to take income from what source. And so it's a really, really big thing. And like I say, income planning and tax planning and retirement planning, they all are interconnected. And you've got to really look at it and say, okay, well, how is the best way to put these pieces of the puzzle together? Not just saying, well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take money from this source first, or I'm going to turn on Social Security now, and then I'll turn on that, or I'll start taking income from this other account. You know, it's really not quite that simple. And if you treat it that way, you might have a a little bit of a shock by the time you start taking those distributions, you know, if you haven't planned your Social Security along with your other income. And Uncle Sam will obviously be kind of happy when they see more money going to them and less staying in your pocket. So you got to really make sure you do that planning. Always interesting to see these different moving parts. Social Security is certainly one of the biggies when it comes to retirement planning and just an example of how it's about more than just picking investments. We also see this in a similar vein, Glenn, when it comes to the conversation around pensions. For those who are fortunate enough to have them, the unfortunate side is they have even more decisions to make. Well, you're right, Walter. And, you know, it's not separated from what we were just talking about with Social Security. Right. Because in a lot of cases, folks have some choices around their pensions and oftentimes they might be able to take a lump sum payout versus taking the monthly payout. Different folks have different ideas about that. But ultimately, you start having to think, well, what are going to be the implications if I do it this way versus that way? And one thing we know about pensions, if you start taking a monthly benefit, so that's going to be basically landing on your tax return each and every year going forward, and that creates more other income. And so more other income is going to be one of those things that starts bringing Social Security more into question as to whether or not those benefits are going to be taxed and whatnot. So you really have to do some planning, not just make a decision, oh, I like the idea of taking this versus that. You really want to have some strategy behind about whether or not if you have a lump sum option, you know, that might be a very good thing to do. There's also situations where it's better to take the cash flow, but it's not a one size fits all. And of course, the other thing that comes into play with pensions as well is, you know, whether or not there's going to be spousal benefits, you know, and sometimes there's options, you know, typically, you know, when folks come in and they're discussing their pensions, you know, there's a handful of options, you know, they can take one option where it's their life only and their spouse doesn't have any benefit or, you know, maybe it's they take all of what they're going to get and then their spouse will get half of it if something that was to happen to them. Or there's other options where they get the exact same thing, you know, all the way through life. There's really a lot of moving parts there. And like I say, I mean, you have to look at that not in isolation. The pension has to be looked at along with Social Security and all the other sources of your income. And, and how are those sources of income going to be taxed going forward? And, you know, will it add to more other income? And, you know, what I always tell folks is when we start tax planning, you know, there's certain cases where we can really protect those Social Security dollars. And that pension conversation goes hand in glove in terms of trying to determine when to take Social Security as well as how to decide to take your pension. Most folks don't really think about it that way. 
And you really have to because it's important because, it's, again, it's not how much money is in a particular account. It's how much of it do you get to keep and how much do you get to you know, use for the things that you need it for rather than saying, oh, well, I have this much income. But then you have to turn around and send a big portion of it off to the state of North Carolina and to Washington. And most folks that I'm – in fact, all folks that I've ever talked to really don't like that idea of paying more taxes. So make sure that you're doing that planning. And if that's not part of your conversation with your advisor – and you're not really going through the details of how that works, that should be a red flag because that should be a very, very big piece of the conversation as you're you know, starting into retirement and making those decisions. We're walking you through some of these different conversations that surround investing and how retirement planning is more than just that. It's more than just picking stocks, picking investments. You have all these other layers and considerations, social security, pensions, two great examples. I think we're going to end up splitting this podcast, probably, Glenn, into a part one and a part two, just because there is so much to kind of dive into here. We'll keep going, though, for the meantime on this first part of the podcast. I want to switch gears. We talked a lot about Social Security and pensions, somewhat similar, but kind of a different gear here when it comes to rental properties. Rental properties seem to draw a lot of attention from folks. They kind of are the sexy pick, if you will, for people to create income in retirement. And there is something kind of romantic about having that recurring income and owning that property and making money on it while maybe it's rising in its value over time as well. And people have made a lot of money in the real estate world, certainly over many, many decades and centuries. So what about rental properties as part of that overall discussion of retirement planning and how that's a lot different than just you know picking an investment? Well, you're right again, Walter. I mean, rental properties, they can be a source of really good income. And, you know, in retirement, you're going to look at, you know, what are the tax implications of different things? You know, one of the things that you have with rental properties is in the tax code, it allows you to uh, have depreciation and expenses that you can write off. And, you know, you can do that over a number of years. So, you know, that helps with the cash flow for a period of time. But then after a while, if you hold on to the properties long enough, you know, a lot of the depreciation goes away. And so then the reportable income on the tax return goes up. And then you have to start thinking, you know, is this really what I want? And the other thing that really kind of comes into it, Walter, and I hear it all the time when I have conversations with folks who have rental properties and they come in, you know, for those initial consultations, we'll start talking about it. And I say, well, you know, do you enjoy being a landlord, right? And then most of the time, you'll start to see the shoulder slouch <laughs> or, <laughs> or a, just a big sigh and or the couple, you know, they'll look at each other. So it's like, you know, you start asking the question, well, you know, not too many people like being a landlord. You know, some people don't mind it, but it's something that you certainly have to take into consideration. And two, if it's not something that you really, you know, handle well and you don't kind of like a little bit, then you might want to consider, you know, whether or not you want to be dealing with that throughout your retirement. Some people, like I say, do it well and, you know, or maybe they have a management company that takes care of it. But other folks, they've done it themselves and they want to do it themselves and they don't want to hand it over to somebody else. But yet it gives them a lot of headaches. You just have to ask yourself the question. I mean, is that really the retirement you want to have? And for some people, the answer is going to be yes. And for others, it's going to be no. But again, it's not just the investment or the cash flow that's coming off of it, especially when we're talking about rental properties, because there's a lot of other things that go into play. You know, you've got the income expenses, the tenants, you know, some liabilities, and there's a lot of other things that are involved with real estate that are not involved in other types of accounts and so forth. So you really have to take all those things into consideration. And again, we're looking at lifestyle, you know, and is it going to give you the lifestyle that you want to have? 
And again, that's going to be an individual question that some people are going to have different answers to. Pretty interesting, I think, when you start talking about some of these things that involve a little bit more hands-on than sitting behind your computer picking an investment. (laughs) It's when you get into rental properties. There's a lot of other things that enter the equation in the conversation when it comes to that. So Social Security, pensions, rental properties, certainly three big things to consider when it comes to retirement planning and how it's really about more than just investments. We're going to continue this theme on the next podcast, but before we close the books on part one here, Glenn, tell me a little bit about how your planning process helps take into account these things, how you've structured your business to be more than just a shop that helps folks pick those investments and takes into account all these other things. Well, Walter, I mean, what we do is, you know, we look at the whole picture, right? I mean, we look at all of it. We look at, you know, what is your income? How much income do you need to have? You know, we kind of start with some of those questions. But really, even before we get to that, you know, I really want to get to know folks. And it's like, you know, well, what is your picture of retirement? What do you want it to be like? Really get to know you and help determine how can we organize all the pieces of your puzzle to serve you and give you the retirement that you really want to have. You know, and as we delve into those conversations more and more, then we start looking at different accounts and and the assets that are there and how the income can be created. And maybe there's a legacy that you want to leave to kids and grandkids. And so all of those things start coming into focus and coming into the conversation and really just building a holistic plan that puts all those pieces together. And, you know, again, one of the major things that we're going to look at is where can money fall through the cracks? You know, we've talked about it on a number of different podcasts about it's like if you have taxes that you don't have to pay, but yet you are paying them because you didn't organize your accounts or how you started taking income from them in a way that was more efficient. Or, you know, you have risks for long-term care. Virtually everybody does. And it's like, you know, how are you going to hedge that risk? How are you going to take income, you know, from your retirement accounts, particularly, you know, if the um, marketplace is down and your account values are down? What kind of an effect is that going to have? You know, all these are questions that don't really come into play when you're saving for retirement. It's a whole different story. Again, we have to start thinking about, well, what about Medicare? And, you know, what about, you know, all the different things that happen and when you start making that transition in. So all of those things are going to be part of the conversation over a number of get togethers. We, you know, we really start to build a plan and, and start working together as a team. And that's really the approach that I like to take, Walter. You know, it's not a one size fits all. And we take our time and we make sure that we do it right. Like you say, it's not just picking the right places to put your money. I mean, that's part of the story, but it's not all of the story. And it's surprising to a lot of folks. It's like, I hear it all the time. Well, I never really thought about that. I really didn't know that that's how that worked. And they've really just been thinking along the lines. It's, you know, hey, put the money in the account and let's hope that it grows. Obviously, that's the accumulation phase. But when you start transitioning to retirement, we we need to really start thinking about preservation and distribution and how is that money going to last and give you the life and lifestyle that you really want to have. Well, if you have questions about your financial plan, some of the things that we've talked about on the podcast today, Give Glenn a call, 336-291-3535 is the number, 336-291-3535, or go to greensbororetirement.com. Lots of great resources for you on the website, but you can also go to the bottom of the page, greensbororetirement.com, and click on free consultation. You can set up that time to come in and meet with Glenn to talk about your exact financial situation and get some of that customized guidance instead of, you know, the generalities that we're able to talk about here on the podcast. You can get really specific when you start talking about your particular needs. GreensboroRetirement.com, your place to go, or again, call 336-291- 
888-825-3535. We'll pick up with part two of our conversation about how retirement planning is about more than just investments next time here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Thanks for listening. 